Yeah, exactly. It is August 31st, 2023. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. boys great tim how are you birthday tim oh my gosh it was yesterday but it's fine how old are you 36 wow i remember when i was 36 yeah i think you were 36 whenever i first met you like 12 years ago so that's right (laughs) (laughs) oh man i am tim herb as always i'm joined by my lovely co-host mr kevin bradley over to the other side of the screen from me and mr dan james on the bottom of the screen we are back in action for episode 206 of uh, Atlanta United FC Weekly. Uh, Thank you. Richard Gordon in the trap seems to be the only one uh, chiming in at the moment. show for one tonight, guys. Yeah. An audience (laughs) of one. What happens when we take a month off? (laughs) You get get what Flowrider used to refer to as a private show. Um, Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, what are you guys sipping on tonight? Lemon LaCroix. Oh, I've got. I started an infinity bottle. So oh, about time. Doing what does that, that mean? <laughs> I had a lot of bottles with like an inch left, so I just poured them all yeah. in one big bottle. Yeah. But like Interesting. really thought about it and crafted it together, thinking about the flavor profiles and how much does this give me and how much does that give me. But really, I just poured them all into one. The combination of the mash bill and age statements and everything else, it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to the right balance. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like it. What about you, Kevin? Uh, what? I already said Lacroix. Oh, you did say Lacroix. I do. What do? You, what do you got? Lemon. Oh, I've got that beach plum. Dude, that set, oh, that box set from uh, Costco is where it's at, man. Yeah, it was only like six seventy or something like that. that we black picked raspberry up... and the yeah, yeah. We got it's that all the... dessert Lacroix. Oh, is that the um? Isn't the hibiscus in there too? No. no, that was the that was That's the previous. Been purged, yeah. which is why this is the best. Yeah. Oh, I like the hibiscus. It's oh a my pack. god, what is wrong with you? I, I like that. I like the hibiscus person. too. That's good. Um. All right, great show, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah. So it's good. it's it's definitely good to be back. It's it's unfortunate we're recording tonight after the the loss last night versus uh, Monday. After I don't know, man. Is it is it really that bad to be recording no. tonight? I mean. I'll take that loss considering the run of form over the past couple of games. I mean, even with the loss and the way that it transpired, like Acosta's goal was top notch and it really just came down to getting caught off guard thinking that, you know, we were going to have a sub, which with Almada didn't happen. They just got stunned. Cincinnati was just ready to pounce and they capitalized, but it wasn't, you know, it's not like Atlanta was beat outright over the course of that match, and they've been playing lights out with these new additions. So I'm, I'm good. I'm good with that. You know. Yeah, it, I, I agree with you, Kev. We've got to take this result on the balance of the past three games and beating Seattle two 0 beating Nashville four 0 I mean, 
It's unfortunate because even like Caleb Wiley played a great game last night. Yeah. But like on the Vasquez goal, he just got yeah. beat being on the wrong side of him. So things are looking up. I mean, I thought it was too good to be true that we would end up beating Cincinnati, but um I thought, you know, we, we play we gave as good as a god, but they're they uh they're a really are a, a a top top oh yeah class team. I mean and Luciano Acosta is I feel like he's been just so underrated his entire yeah. time that we have been in MLS. And I'm I'm quite excited for him to join the US men's national team when he does. Oh, absolutely. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I think he's chomping at the bit to get on uh get on the roster too. Yeah, it would I was just messing around. Like last no, night no. and I was talking about that with uh I was talking about that with the with the work friend today is like we just looked a little lackadaisical towards the end. And honestly, like to be in a position where we could have kept points, let alone get three points that against the best team in MLS with your two best players playing their probably worst games of the season. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, I think it's pretty positive, especially the signs that you see from, you know, we didn't see Saba a whole lot, but the signs like seeing Sean De Silva looked great. Uh, that link, obviously the link up play to get, Edwin Mascara that ball to uh to Mayumba look great. Yeah. yeah. I think Mayumba's been fantastic. Uh man, Sh- Shande Silva is oh yeah. my gosh. Diamond Dime in the rough, right? A very, very welcome sight in this in this he match. got kind of robbed on his goal too. I mean, that could have easily been a two two game. Oh yeah, know? yeah. Cause uh, what was it? Who was falling into Yakamakas? It was Yakamakas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's but it was a hell of a strike, like to see yeah. that. You know, it's he's a welcome sight to me because I feel like he is such. You get the same sort of. I feel like you get the same technical aspects that you had from Rujo, but you end up with like a more physical player who is getting in the box a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It it seems like to me that, I, like I said, we haven't seen Saba a whole lot, but him, Almada, and Chande Silva together, they they look like they've been playing together for a while already. Yeah. It's been kind of weird how easily these guys have fit straight in. I mean, probably uh, just absolutely bailing out of the League's Cup was probably the best thing that ever happened to this squad. Yeah. <laughs> so we could get the guys together. A third of the lineup has been rotated over the past month, basically, with Mayumba, Mascara, Silva, Saba. I mean, that's a huge rotation in the lineup that looks like they've been playing together all season already. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, hundred percent. We've been kind of looking for a, a a player like Tito was just a guy that can get assists and goals, uh, and Silva's been doing that, and he's played what three games. Yeah. So it's been. Yeah, I mean, really his. Good. I don't know where you guys want to start because, um, it's it's one thing. I mean, going to Seattle and winning two nothing. I mean, obviously, we haven't recorded in a while, but going to Seattle on the string of. Uh, string of form winning two nothing in what is it? it's not century link stadium anymore whatever it is lumen field lumen field that's what it is and then to come back home and just absolutely destroy nashville who went he they went through a gauntlet in the yeah. or in the league's cup to get to the final to, to lose to uh inner miami so it was I, I was so impressed by this team on uh on Saturday, it was, I don't know. It's a return to form that I haven't seen in a while. Um, 
I don't know what your guys' thoughts are like over the course of the last three games. Yeah, I think it's I've gone from being like, man, maybe Atlanta can sneak into the playoffs to we might have a chance at a home game in the playoffs. And I'm really looking forward to coming down the stretch because it's like we talked about this a couple weeks ago, or I guess it's been a month ago whenever we recorded. It's like we're going to have a really good litmus test for what this team is made of whenever we get to the playoffs between two matchups against Cincinnati, a matchup against Nashville. We've got a rematch against Miami. Like we've got with seven games left, if you count the the past three in the last 10 games of the season, there's some marquee matchups in there that if Atlanta can really come out on top of those, I think they got a really good chance at making a run at things in the postseason. Yeah, it's. I'm just looking at the our last few games. We've got Dallas, like you said, Kevin, Miami, which may be messy-less at that game. Then DC United, Montreal, Philadelphia, Columbus, who have been very good. Yep. And then finishing off the season in Cincinnati again. So. I mean, they could potentially have supporter shield locked up by then. I true, imagine they will. True. Um, they're ten points clear of St. Right. Louis right now, and St. Louis is having a pretty damn good season. And eleven points clear of who's in second in the East? New England. New England, yeah. So, I feel like we we've got a tough amount of games, but if we can get through this with, man, I don't know, winning fifty percent of them, I feel like we're in a really good spot. Yeah, I completely agree. We we could have been in third place if we won last night. I know. Just, let that sink in. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, but it's it's like it's weird. Don't we have a game in hand on everybody else? Uh we have at least one. Yeah, we yeah. have two with two on Philly, two on New England, one on Cincy, uh one on Orlando. Yeah. yeah so we've... that just in my mind that gives me it gives me less I feel like we have less credibility when we've got more games played when other teams have games in hand on us. Yeah. That's just my anxiety though. No, it makes sense. I think it's, I think it's certainly a positive trajectory for the remainder of the season. At least I'm not like, I think there's some excitement around watching the team too. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it is exciting to watch them kind of get these last couple of results, even in a loss, they looked really on top of the ball and and looked like they were in control of that match by and large. And that's not something we had seen the last, you know, month or so up until the break. So it's, it's good to see that sort of turning over a new leaf going down the stretch for sure. Yeah. It's been really good. Like we've, we seem proactive with the ball now and more confident. And we've, you know, you look at the momentum chart, on who scored for the game last night, and it's all Atlanta up until the pa- the like right the last, the last minutes. twenty yeah. minutes or so, and when they got their goals, and then um, I mean they played a really good game. They know when to sit. They know when to just let Atlanta try and do their thing, and they can absorb all that pressure and then apply it themselves extremely effectively. I mean, I'm also excited for Cincinnati, man. I mean, uh, Kevin Egan mentioned it during the broadcast, like three years in the dumps like bottom of the table to now most likely getting the supporter shield this season like good for them like that's awesome yeah, incredible achievement they're 12 0 and 1 at home Jeez. that's awesome 
Yeah, that's crazy impressive. The you know one thing I want to chime in like we we scored what have we scored seven goals in the past three matches. Yeah, but we've scored all season. How about the fact that we've given up only two goals in those three games against mm-hmm. a team? Well, I mean Nashville's not a very high scoring team. Cincinnati is a high scoring team. Uh, where does Seattle rank in there? I guess they're not super high scoring, but still like for a for a defense that's been pretty porous the entire season to see that has been a nice like turn of events as well uh i've been pretty impressed by the partnership of miles robinson and uh and abram back there i felt like they played pretty i mean all things considered i mean lucho costa doesn't score that absolute ridiculous goal last night that was just that that was so classy man i mean the the flick on the little touch header down the one touch shot like just that entire run of play was just phenomenal yeah he plays his best games against us he (laughs) He really does he's he's such a he's such a fantastic player I, i i really like him i mean when we were first came into the league and we were playing him against DC and he would just torture us and then just they would just capitulate against every other team in the league. Uh, it's been really... It, I'm glad for him that he's he's got to where he needs to be. I think, was it when he came back from Atlas um, and came back into MLS that he's really kind of cemented his place, but he's always been like the guy to build around. Right. I forgot he had that spell at Atlas because he was rumored to go to like PSG. I think he missed deadline day, right? Yeah, he missed a season or something like that. I, I think it was like deadline day. They messed up. The paperwork or didn't get it in in time. He was supposed to go play for a big club. Um, yeah, ended up at, at Atlas for a year. And then it's absolutely been the talisman up there, right? For for Cincinnati during during their kind of, I don't know, renaissance. Can you call it a renaissance if they were never really... <laughs> Never really good beforehand. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's. They're coming of say, age. Coming yeah. of age, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a better way of putting it. Um, yeah, I, I have been. I don't know. I'm tend to. I tend to be fairly positive. I've, but this is like the best I've felt about this team in a long time. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And what's interesting to me is. Uh, there's two things. Garth said there's another, he says, hopefully just one more painful transfer window coming, which you would imagine is going to be in the winter. And maybe that's when they get rid of Ibarra for good, maybe. And Sosa goes and something along the lines of that. And maybe they have to, well, I was going to say, maybe they have to have a, a conversation with Brad, but I can't see Brad going anywhere. He's been really good for us. Yeah. That um, save last night. Uh, dude, I yeah, guess there were a couple. Great like, save. That one was, yes. That, that was, was shielded. Just he had to get outside on, I guess it would be his left to dive over to deflect it out. Yeah, that was fantastic. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see if these guys have been able to slot in as well. And then it's obvious we're like, looking for guys who are more fit for the system rather than just, you know, accidentally pressing by on Edwin Mosquera and, and some other players like that. Um, but it should be, it, it's going to be an interesting in 
off season for this team and seeing how we come back. But I mean, the these these signings have really uh, made me hope. It's it's given me more hope for this team. I was very kind of you said down. Boca in is that what you said? Yeah, Boca in. So well, the other thing I was thinking about about was. How good's Tristan Mayumba being? Dude, he aside, aside, been... aside from him passing the ball to the other team in our third, he's been very good. <laughs> yeah, I think he's done that twice. Yes, like in, that. in consecutive matches. He did it to Hani Mukhtar, and then last night, I think he did he give it to Kubo last night? He gave it to somebody last night. He gave it to he had a couple of dangerous passes back to Brad that could have gone the wrong way. Even Kevin on the Broncos like, woo, that was a bold <laughs> choice. Yeah, but I mean He's Frank been the Ovar missing piece. Had some some uh, terrible giveaways as well. I remember yeah. him heading it out close to the eighteen yard box, and people have been converting from those. Right. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Franco Ibarra, but he's much younger. He's not the finished product yet, and I'm not sure if that's the how much more patience um, the front office with Garth coming in and wanting guys who are good now and not projects. Yeah. So I can. Yeah. I, I don't know. If you put it all into context, yes, we all think it was badly handled, but probably the Ibarra move for Miyumba was a good one. I think so at this point. I mean, it's very small sample size. I think it's, what, been four matches now. But mm-hmm. overall, just his ability to maintain and distribute in possession in the midfield is, has been great. I mean, Yeah, he's, he's the Nagby replacement, right? That's what you said. No, yeah, I just I, I just said it. I don't care. <laughs> so, like I said, he's had a couple boneheaded plays, but for the most part, I don't. I feel like watching him. He seems very comfortable. Has very good close control on the ball. Has really good vision too, and is able to anticipate where people are going. Um, he, um, I, I think he's been the signing that we've been looking for. Like it's great. Shani Silva is great. Um, Saba is great. In small sample size that we've had him. But we were scoring goals before they got here. Tristan Mumba's helping stem the tide of the flow going back to our back line. And I think that's helped a lot. And also being able to control the ball a little more um, and, and be able to handle possession. What has our possession been like the past three matches? I know it was like 53, I think, or 54 last night, if I'm not mistaken. 58. 58%. Oh, I didn't realize we got yeah. that high. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to take a small sample. Almada got robbed last night too. I forgot about that. The free kick that he had that was just off the top it left depends. corner. Yeah. 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 The it's frustrating just- thing about last night was just, you know, Cincinnati had sixteen shots with four on target, and we only had one on target, which I guess was Mosquero's absolute rocket of a volley in there. Yeah, but how do they count that? They're not going to count Almadas as being on target, even though it literally hit the target. <laughs> well, I think I say if it's literally hit the on frame, the it's target, not on yeah. the target. It's literally on the target. Yeah. What do you say, Dan? Oh, I was thinking if it's not if it's hitting the woodwork, it's not on target. Like it, you've gotcha. effectively missed. Yeah. Um, but I guess you've got to take that. Because if it hits the post and goes in, then, you know, it is. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> or, like, what if the keeper, like, has to make a diving save, but it was still going to hit the post? 
or something like it's just it's one of those weird things i don't i don't know how that kind of shakes out but whatever yeah i don't know either that's that is kind of ridiculous that doesn't count as a, a shot yeah. on goal that's stupid I mean, so, it's literally a direct shot on goal <laughs> so go, going back to mascara i wanted to quote kendrick brock from our slack chat last night he said uh, if mascara was 10 percent better on his first touch and 10 percent better at delivering the ball into the box he would be one of the most dangerous players in the league <laughs> it's true yeah. like i have no idea whenever he whenever he goes up the line to cross the ball and i have no idea like I, I expect it to either go to the right completely slice it or to get it into the box like and i feel like there's no in between with him but maybe that's what makes him exciting yeah i i, I feel like it's i mean he's gotta he's gotta produce um, I know, and again, since him coming back, the sample size has been relatively small. But you know, as soon as Saba gets to the level of fitness that he needs to be to go full ninety, Mascara's on the bench unless he shows us something, and he's not. I don't think. He, I I think I honestly think the goal was a little fluky. Um, it's not right, really right changed time. my opinion of him now. If he does if he shows that he has consistency with that then that's a different story but right now it's kind of like um he was just able to connect with it i mean he was totally alone and yeah, the ball was right place right time too. he blasted that volley right at the keeper and just happened to get it, it with enough power enough pace to slot it home you know it wasn't some yeah. Let's be honest. It wasn't. It wasn't the Acosta goal or something like that. Well, that it, was just one of the replays was directly behind him. Yeah, and it, he hit it, and it looked like he honestly sliced it because it yeah. was, it pinged off to uh, his left hand side, and so it completely it went totally against the momentum of where everyone was heading, uh, and it looked great from the sidelines, but it. I don't know. I'm not convinced with him yeah did you see dan's hands when he was gesturing look like he, he was, was going like K blurry he's going ko whoa yeah he's ko ken I mean, 20 yeah me that got a migraine or um i thought i was just that tired i wasn't even gonna say anything <laughs> i thought it was just me that's trippy i'm, I'm bing bong from inside out <sighs> oh, that's crazy it's really trippy um yeah, i don't think it hi <laughs> that's just me waving hi guys yeah, it doesn't doesn't really work like that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't need, I don't even know where you guys want to go from here. I feel like there's a lot to talk about, but yeah, we've got some good good trajectory here. I'm excited about the squad again. And so, what do you guys think for forecast? Get it? Let's just let's sort of play where we think the rest of the season goes. Um, where do you think Atlanta shakes out in the final standings? based on how they're playing now and the games that we've got left that we talked about ahead of Miami ahead of Miami. <laughs> I kind of think we stay kind of close to where we are right now. I oh. think, I know we've got, we have the potential to take points off of teams in front of us. Like I think Columbus and um, Philly, but I have a feeling those are the going to be the games that we end up losing. Uh, but we end up beating the teams below us. So I kind of feel like we're going to stay close to where we are. Maybe give me, up, up give me the ceiling and the floor, Dan. What, what, what's the highest Atlanta gets and what's the lowest they get? Oh, let me pull up the standing so I can. 
I'll go first. I think I have the standings on the screen, Dan. Oh, you I do? Think... Oh, sorry. I'm just looking my own tabs. I think the ceiling for Atlanta probably is sneaking into fourth to get a home playoff match. And the floor is probably as low as eight, the way I'm seeing it shake out potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Nashville could leapfrog us, but Montreal being a couple matches behind essentially. So I'm, I'm thinking that four to eight slide there's but, but it, back to what you're saying i think that realistically they probably finish somewhere in that like fifth or sixth yeah i think if things go really badly because montreal how many games has montreal played tim 26 26 and we're on 27 Seven. or 28 yeah 27. okay so montreal could still steal points from us so i could see the bottom i mean I could see the bottom being like ninth or something. Yeah. And then I'd say the CNA, I agree with you, fourth, Kevin. I, I don't see us getting much higher than that, but I think we'll probably finish either sixth. I honestly think we could just finish where we are right now. Yeah. What, what so say then, you guys in the trap, Richard and Nathan and, and Brandon and whoever the fourth lurker is? Lurker. Um. I don't know, man. I It's hard to tell. I need to take a look at schedules. But if I were to... I mean, I don't believe in Orlando. I do believe in Philly, though. And Philly has a game in hand on Orlando. So maybe the top is probably fourth. Uh, us jumping Orlando and New England and, and Philly staying in like two and three, respectively. You know, statistically, Miami has got a snowball's chance to get in. Yeah, with, with, with the least amount games. of games, with the least amount of games played in the East, with twenty-four games played, they're sitting at twenty-two points right now, with two games in hand on the ninth-place team that's at thirty-two. So it, let's let's just say that they win their two that they've got in hand, that would put them at twenty-eight. Just. Four points behind ninth place with what is that? Eight games left to play in the season. Like they've, they could really make a go at this after Open Cup final. It's, I mean, they've got a chance. If anybody does right now with how they've been playing in Leagues Cup and Open Cup and with the introduction of Messi into that lineup, like they've, they've got a fucking chance to get in, man. Yeah. I mean, the, the frustrating thing is, it would be because New York, NYCFC, Red Bulls, DC, and Chicago, and maybe Charlotte are just not very good. Like, <laughs> like they completely blow the rest of their seasons, and Miami sneaks in at night. Well, so who does Miami have left? Speaking of which, like that's. So one thing I was going to point out real, really quick is that we are probably likely going to be in the same spot we're at right now, because I know it sounds silly to say, but sorting by points per game, we're still in sixth Mm -hmm. with, with 27 games played. So I think we honestly, everybody's in line. So we might not even see that much of a difference uh, going in, but. So um, Miami have LAFC, Sporting KC, us, Toronto, Orlando. This isn't a Miami podcast, but... Okay. Houston, NYCFC, Chicago. Every MLS podcast is a Miami podcast. FC Cincinnati. It's not yeah. Miami, it's messy. Charlotte, yeah, I mean, the, I mean Apple TV, the Apple TV shit is just ridiculous. Like, you open it up, and I'm like, I don't want to watch a Miami match. It's like, oh, wait, this is just the tab for 
MLS season pass, but it's just messy on the cover now. <laughs> yeah, but what I found out is I'm really interested to see what Messi's doing in those games. <laughs> no, me too. I find myself it's it's very hard for me to like not cheer for him for some reason. I've never been a Barcelona fan. I I just I I I don't know. I feel like he is just the consummate professional. Yeah. And what? like, and teammate, honestly, like just to see the, the, he's always been like that too. And it's just hard to root for against a guy like that. Unlike, you know, I feel like the polar opposite with Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I honestly hadn't paid as much attention to Messi before he came to MLS. I mean, obviously I knew he was a, a force, but um, just like being able to watch him regularly and the way he acts and, and someone pointed this out on one of the podcasts is you don't really understand what his voice sounds like because he's not in your face all the time. I know what it sounds like. And and I was thinking, it's like, yeah, I, I don't really know. <laughs> like I can, but I can hear Cristiano Ronaldo's voice in my head, but I can't, I don't, if someone was, uh, if Messi was talking I'd, and I had my back turned to him, I wouldn't know it was Messi. Have you yeah. seen how much his accent has changed since he got into MLS? No, because oh. I don't know what his voice sounds like. Hold on, I'll pull it up. Just give me a second. And then you got like, to go back in our DMs a really far, a long way. No, I just got to go to Sean's because that's the, I said it to him. But, um, oh man oh man oh wow so to go through their schedule though lafc beats them i think at bank of california stadium or whatever it's called i now. don't know man lafc have kind of Shut the bed recently. They're still in second place in the West. Yeah, but they had a good standing. Like that past few games, I don't think have been very good. What? Hold on. I feel like they waxed somebody recently. No, you're right. They lost to Charlotte, but before that, it was four nothing against Colorado, four nothing against RSL. Sounds like uh, Dan's making an accusation like I did against Miami going to a bunch of games in PK that was really just one game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really haven't played much MLS since the League's Cup, but they, I mean, 4 nothing against Colorado and then 2 oh, yeah. against Charlotte in Charlotte. And then before. Oh, that, I was thinking like one all against San Jose, losing to Galaxy, losing to Dallas, losing to Vancouver. I mean, if you look at the recent run of form from LA Galaxy, what they're. They've they've at least won their last two matches in the past uh, in the past week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. It, I think it's still difficult to go into into LA and go play LAFC. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. But then they beat SKC. They probably beat us at home as much as I hate to well, say it. Well, so the other thing is, I don't think Messi's in these games because he has international duty, and they're saying in the media he's going to miss three games. So I think he two of them, the next two take him out because of the international break. And then he finishes a few, like I think he gets back to Miami like two days before our game. 
And so there's a lot of talk that he won't be there for Atlanta's game. So, which is going to be a bummer for the people who paid premium prices for the tickets. So, I mean, you take Messi out of that lineup and it's, it's different. So I think with that, uh, I don't, I think they're in too big of a hole to get back. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying it's happening. I'm saying it's not happening. Saying it's happening. Yeah, I don't think it's happening either. Oh yeah, I yeah. wanted to look at it on the vault with seven games left. I wanted to see. Some oh, do of the you things. do you have that with you? Yeah, it's on my phone. Oh, that's smart. Instead of keeping it on index cards in my office somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh... Do what I can, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, Dan. I think it might just be too much for them to come back and. But at the end of the day, if you win t- two tournaments, get two trophies with Messi, I mean, U.S. Open Cup is what it is, right? Like, it's not the most prestigious thing. But to win League's Cup, which to me, it seems infinitely harder. And honestly, kind of seems harder than outside of, outside of travel. It seems harder to win than CCL does to me. We're all pretty damn close right now, man. You're muted, Dan. Um, oh, yeah, because he's... <laughs> so, looking at this, we all had... So, final standings in the East. Dan and I both said six. Tim said seven. Final points, I said 46. Uh, Dan said 48. Tim said 50. Um, I could see us reaching 50. This three wins. Look, man, I've still got a long shot. I've got MLS Cup win Miami. Uh, Dan's got Philly and Tim had LAFC. Oh. The thing is, if they get into the playoffs, they're the favorites automatically for MLS Miami. Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, as much as I've enjoyed the story of St. Louis, I still tend to think you get LAFC in the West in the playoffs and they're going to march to the final. Yeah. So I, th- I think you're going to be dealing with LAFC on the west side of it. It's just a matter of who comes out on the east right now. Um, yeah. And then the other one was number of wins. Uh, Tim had 15. I had 16. Dan had 17. So we're all in striking distance of that. I mean, oh, I don't long, think I am. It's a long stretch. Six Tim has got to win out basically to get his. Or no, I mean, Dan's got to win out to get his. Yeah, that's not happening. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're all pretty close. Um, and Math is have, hard, dude. Math is really hard because I'm looking at like my predictions. I'm like, how did I come up with those points based off of that many wins? Because right now, <laughs> yeah. Right now, if we get another, what did what did I say? Sixteen wins, fifteen wins. Uh, you said uh, fifteen wins and um, fifty points. Okay, I guess I was only four points off if we hit fifteen wins, but yeah. Well, I said seventeen games, and that's fifty-one points right there. So I didn't know what I was talking about. (laughs) That's called hedging your bets. That's right. It's like I'm yeah. going to win one of these. I've been yeah. a Birmingham City supporter for so long. I'm just automatically thinking points deduction. Hey, what, how, uh, how, what's Yakamaka's goals sitting at right now? 12. Well, I don't think. And who's I in mean, Who's in the lead right now? Is it Mukhtar? 
It is Lucho Day. Acosta in Honey Mokhtar. Wow. And then we have a, like, I think it's a pretty glutted or like, uh, yeah, or, no, I guess there's just three. It's Yakamakis, Espinosa, and Buanga. But if you look at like goals per game, Yakamakis has them all beat. And goals per start, like, way has mm-hmm. them beat. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's come on a six, as a sub six times. We're all pretty close on that one, too, man. I mean, I had 17. Tim's got 18. Dan's got 19. I mean, if you said he's sitting at what, 12? He's scoring a goal every 103 minutes. It's pretty damn impressive. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's a really good chance he gets to that 17 to 20 range by the end of the season. If he, if he scores in every other match for the last seven, that puts him at 15 right there. You know, wait, who, what were the totals? Sorry. Uh, I had, hold on. I had 17, you had 18 and Dan had 19. Like I said, he's on track for those. It's it's crazy though. So like the next highest rate of goal scoring is Denny Bowanga, and it's uh, divided by twelve. Every hundred fifty six minutes, Denny Bowanga scoring. That's the closest in that top uh, five that anybody is to Yakamakis, and it's fifty three minutes more per goal for the next guy. It's crazy. How many, crazy. how many assists do Lennon and Almada have right now? All right. That, that was the they, other one. They lead the league, both of them, I think. I think they're one, two in assists. I think Lennon's got eight. Oh, no, I'm way off. Maybe it's just I thought Almada. What am I? So you guys both had Almada at 10 and 12, and I had Lennon at 11. So Almada's already at 13. Wow. So Kevin loses. No. I've got Brooks Lennon at 11. Oh, you mean for lead? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't count if he doesn't lead the the team in assists. The question no, was who exactly. leads the team in exactly. assists exactly. and how I, many. I hear you. I hear you. It doesn't but what's like Lennon that. sitting at right now? I still just want to know. He has eight. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. So if, like, if you pull up, pull up the score app, they only count direct assists. They don't count the hockey assists like they do on MLS.com. Gotcha. But Almada is still 12. Hector Herrera is 8. Lucho Cost is 8. Brooks Lennon's 8. That's why I thought they were 1-2. Because actual direct assists, right, right, they're 1-2. Right. Man, Nicholas Adaro still. Still got it. On, you know, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. I mean, in the top 7 of assists. I mean, all I'm hearing out of all this is how well we know this team so far in advance. I mean, I'm pretty happy with that. I mean, we still have seven <laughs> games and we're all pretty damn close. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Is it though? Cause like we weren't really shooting for the moon. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's, that's no, a I know. reasonable I know. expectation going into the season. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially considering how many goals this team has conceded over the season, you know, even though we've scored 49 goals, we've allowed 41. I mean, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah, I think I mean it's good, right? I mean, we're we're kind of in the the middle of the playoff group. So, we're a good team. The thing is we've just had so many like weird mistakes yeah. happen that have led to goals against I mean, that, that Cincinnati game. I mean, those last two goals were just boom, boom. And one was class and one was just 
like you said, it was just a mental mistake, a mental lapse that was just the team just was not sharp enough to stay on top of that counter as quick as it came on. Right. It, it's just been – it's been another – like last year was all the injuries. This year it's it's been weird, like in terms of just like goals given up. But we've seen great progression in terms of like goals being scored, which is what we want, and that's, that's good. Right. I'd prefer to be – in a position of scoring a ton of goals and conceding a ton of goals and trying to fix the problem of conceding rather than trying to fix the problem of trying to score goals. Yeah. If that makes so what sense. you're saying is you'd rather lose four, three with exciting soccer than win one, nothing is what you're saying. No, I feel it's harder <laughs> to score goals than to prevent. Them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, I think we have already eclipsed. We have. Um, did you know we scored 48 goals in the uh, 34 matches we played last season? And we have scored 49, I believe, this season. Yeah. With seven wow. matches still left. Man, and our goal differential is finally like, it's so eight. We don't have joseph up as the pawn up on the top end of the, <laughs> hey, the yeah. lineup speaking of which how many go- that was another prediction we had how many goals he set that right now probably like three i think he's more than that i think he's like i think so i think it's like six Ooh. six or eight so uh, dan, to- dan said eight tim said nine i, I took the high and said 12 i have to go to page two of stats and maybe not even no there he is he has six he has six goals oh you got to look pretty good on that one he's definitely not going to get to 12 <laughs> especially not with Messi being there <laughs> yeah yeah uh i don't know man wait can i count the pk's that he took in league's cup and everything too <laughs> <Does it count? laughs> oh man um yeah, just some of the names that are ahead of Joseph. Yeah, it's uh, there really hasn't been like a crazy goal scorer this year, because like in what in twenty twenty two, I guess Hani Mukhtar was still first, and he still only had twenty three goals. What was the last time we had a really crazy? Maybe twenty twenty was Carlos Vela season. Yeah. No. No, no it was that 2019. Would have been 2019 cuz it was right after Joseph's year, yeah. Yeah, it was 34 and Zlatan had 30, Joseph had 27, and then the highest anybody's gotten since then has been the 23 by Hani Mukhtar back in 2022. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive cuz he plays kind of as a number 10, right? Mukhtar? Yeah, number 10 and a and a striker. He's very attacking. Yeah, he scores a lot of goals for a midfielder. Did you see his goal? in the League's Cup final that was disallowed. It was like in the first 20 minutes or so. It was absolutely incredible. Like, oh, it, the, was an, it was like a crazy stupid offside call, right? It was a really stupid offside. They, yeah. I would, I mean, I would say they were robbed, but he, the, the attacking play was dead. It was broken. He was like jammed on one side of the penalty spot, and he still managed to get around two guys and just bend it in to the far post. It, it was fantastic. And it was MLS basically did him a disservice for not allowing it to stand, even if it was, you know, it should have been a goal. It was really incredible. 
Where was but, he at before before Nashville? Was he at Frankfurt? He was he playing in Germany? I'm not sure. Don't have that sort of depth of knowledge off the top of my head, Tim. I'm just What's curious. It? I'm just curious because they found such an incredible player. He's at, he's playing at Bronby in in uh, Denmark. Wow! Wow! That is crazy. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, well, look at Robert Taylor for Miami. I mean, I know he's got Messi, and Messi's just elevated the entire team to be, you know, they are, with Messi, they're all plus 10 on damage and plus 10 on endurance. Yeah, it's, um, man. It's crazy. It's... What's going to be really frustrating is next year when Miami has a whole full season with Messi and Busquets and Jordi Alba and their three U twenty twos that they signed. It's gonna be oh it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be it's gonna be rough time. going next year in the East. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do the Open Cup, Leagues Cup, MLS Cup. The Quint. Yep. The first team to do it. The, the Quint. Treble. Oh, it's gonna be more well, than that. They're right? not gonna be chat because I don't well if they don't if they don't win, oh, so League's Cup, they get a Champions League playoff, don't And it's they? not called Champions League anymore, right? What is it called? Champions Cup or something like that. Champions Cup, I don't know. So that's four, right? Is there a fifth I'm missing? Yeah, that's no. the Champions Cup. So League Cup, League's Cup. Open. Open Cup, MLS, MLS Cup. Conquer oh, Supporter Shield. Supporter Shield, yes. And then I guess you could... Uh, no, we don't have a preseason. Uh, what about Either Club way, World Cup? What about Club World Cup? That maybe. would be the following season, I guess. I would be fine for him to do all that because surely when he's done all that, he's going to retire. Be like, <laughs> what else can I do here? And we'll yeah. all just move on. Yeah, I like that. I like that plan a lot. <laughs> because, I mean, it, I, I love having Messi in this league. I really do. I mean, it, it's the... The exposure that the league's gotten, the, it's been crazy. And he's awesome to watch. I never realized, this is a ridiculous statement, but I never realized just how good he was. Uh, um, but it's been fantastic to watch. And I'd like for him to be around kind of longer so I could watch more of it. But when he's playing my team, I'm like, fucking go someone break his legs. Like, fucking get on him. Instead you know? of uh, Santiago Sosa just watching him, yeah, Sosa, let's I, let's I, just Sosa sacrifice played? a guy to just take him out. Hey, speaking of, has Sosa played since then? I don't think he, so. He shouldn't have. I mean, what he did just star watching with Messi. I mean, Matt was obviously the highlight of career and probably the last highlight of his career. Like even they did and Lana United. Um, you know, like these B-real stuff that they'll do. His screensaver on his phone is him and Messi together. It's like, come on. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. But, hey, I mean, I I actually am finding myself digging Mateo Sotsatu on the field with with Miyumba. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Miyumba's kind of freed him up to do a little bit more um, probing. That's been kind of nice. I, th- yeah, I think they'll... Unless they can get Rosetto on a lower contract, I think they'll they'll give him the boot. 
Yeah. Well, you're talking about potentially four DPs next year, right? And then a salary cap increase. Is that the, yeah. uh, that's yeah, the rumor? Th- yeah. I think they have to redo the CBA at that point, but I mean, that's fine. They redo the CBA. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to, you, the only annoying thing is Miami's going to be allowed to be privy to those rules also. So <laughs> yeah. what do we do? Yeah, how many more aging stars from Barcelona are going to be able to just come over and take TAM deals or take small deals to just come play with Messi? Yeah. Who I do bet, they still have left? Well, I bet N'Golo Kante will have a bad year in Saudi Arabia and Messi will be like, hey, why don't you come over to MLS and he'll just... Dude, I would take him in a heartbeat in Atlanta. Well, of course, yeah. Put, but... him, put, put him and Mayumba together in that midfield and then just play like four people in front. <laughs> well, imagine where, remember when... We Atlanta United were linked to Moises Caicedo. <laughs> Thank God we didn't get him. He looks like garbage again for Chelsea. Yeah, okay. Think your little butt hat there, but I mean, he would have been an amazing player. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm not at all. And I know Ryan Gravenberch is not a number six, but he cost what like a third or a fourth of what Moises Caicedo cost. Oh yeah, but I mean, Chelsea are just. I mean, there's Dude. no denying that Moises Caicedo would have been a phenomenal player in the MLS. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, an MLS for sure. Sorry, I was a little butthurt because of the Liverpool thing, him snubbing Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, look at the ridiculousness he did on the weekend to Newcastle. I mean, come on. I was yeah. like, this all is... It, all, it, all it took was putting Darwin Nunez in the game. <laughs> of course, yeah. That He's going to score like 30 goals this year. It's going to be insane. Yeah. he's He's got his head about him, yeah. Um, transfer window closes tomorrow at 11 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. And does that, it's not open. They could still purchase MLS players, right? But not, or no. No, isn't that the transfer? Like once it's closed, it's closed. You can sign pre-contracts. No, I mean like uh, they can still buy MLS players while their window's open, right? Well, yes. While the, yeah, while the uh, Premier League window and all that. Is is our window still open or is it closed? No, as it's closed. No more incoming players. Yeah, but we might have some outgoing players. It depends on if anybody's going to pony Wow. Up the she made it. Three minutes to go. Brittany S. Wow. I thought this was going to be the first podcast without her, but yeah. no. Three minutes. We have another 10, unless you guys have to go. No, I'm good. Ooh. Oh. 10 it's minutes a- is generous. We got <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been two months. You really think it's going to last 10 minutes? Nope. (laughs) What you got for us, Dan? (laughs) Not much, obviously. Um, (laughs) I kind of want to talk about FC Dallas because if you watch the FC Dallas-Miami game, they were the they essentially just beat themselves. They scored an own goal, like the, a weird own goal, like an own goal, like you were. It was like the guy, I think it was Farfan, was actually gambling on the game for his team to lose. It was that much of a weird goal. Uh, and Jesus, um, Jesus Ferreira was one on one with the keeper and managed to scuff it, but. And Alan Velasco was on uh, Busquets the whole time. And it wasn't until the 70th minute 
when he got subbed off and it was 4-2 Dallas that Miami actually came back uh, to win the game. So uh, there's a lot of faith in Dallas. Let me just pull up my little notes here. So uh, past five games, they lost 1-0 to D.C., lost to Colorado Rapids 2-1, lost to the Sounders, uh, and lost and beat Austin 1-0. So I guess those are the games where were uh, not League's Cup. And then uh, lost to the St. Louis 2-1, but their keeper got a red card in the first, like, 10 minutes on a ridiculous... Uh, he was probably, like, 10 yards outside of his area, and basically the defender just was watching here the uh, striker come in and the defender was watching the ball come to him and everyone thought the defender was going to get the ball uh, and then kind of swap it off to the keeper so the keeper could grab it but he just totally just watches it and leaves it alone and basically gives it to uh, the St. Louis striker and the goalkeepers had no choice but to just basically dive on the ball. So he got a red card, uh, and so he's going to miss our game, and let, um, and so we'll be playing them against a backup keeper. So they were really, man, I hate to be an FC Dallas fan. They've got some, I feel they have some great hype in players, but the results just aren't coming for them. I mean, they're, grab uh, the standings quick. Oh, my gosh. I think they're like in seventh. They are in ninth place. So oh. nine wins, 10 losses, six ties. Uh, goal difference is minus one. Um, they're on 33 points. So it's, man, you've got to be so frustrated because they do have a, a lot of potential um, with some of the players that they have. But it's just... I mean, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Ferrer is one of the best talents, I feel like, in MLS right now. Yeah, and even Velasco's really good too. So... This, you know, it's like the last time we played Dallas in Dallas. We were one nil up for ninety minutes of the game, and then we give up two goals. So it's going to be kind of like strange, weird things like that that ends up getting them wins. But they've they just don't seem to have like the mental discipline, which hopefully that is what we can overcome because we've been getting a lot better about that. I mean, that's been a a thorn in our side that we were just talking earlier about the, the the stupid goals that we would concede. And I feel like we've got better in that in the past uh, month or so. So if I just go to their um, sort of characteristics, uh, good from coming back from losing positions uh, and they're good at protecting a lead. I'm not sure if I agree with those two things. Uh, avoid fouling in dangerous areas. That's kind of what lost them the game against Miami and defending against long shots. Uh, the attack down the right, they like playing in their own half. Uh, I like to play the offside trap. So I'm sure Yakamakis will be called for a couple of offsides. Um, so it's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, Caleb Wiley, if they're going down the right, him uh, is going to, and uh, Mascara going to have. Um, more focus on them, but I thought Wiley played really good um, against Cincinnati, so hopefully it's going to be a, a good game for him. Uh, so, you know, with, with all this taken into consideration, with the travel and the short rest, I mean, Dallas just played um, St. Louis in St. Louis, so they've had some midweek travel also, but obviously they're going to be at home. 
So you would hope that um, the rest is going to affect both teams differently. Um, and hopefully, based on the uh, characteristics and kind of the stats and just the general results that they've had, Atlanta United would get the edge in this. But probably being on home field and just the way things have gone, I could easily see this being a draw. I don't think we lose this game. I think the worst case for us is a draw and probably like 1-1 or something like that. That's all I got. I think it's always tough to go on the road and, and to even, I mean, to Brittany S's point, we're going to be playing in crazy heat probably in Dallas in the middle of the summer. And I guess maybe not middle, end of the summer, whatever. It doesn't matter in, in that part of the country, but. I don't know. I don't feel super good about it. I think they're a very volatile team to your point, Dan, like they mm-hmm. show a lot of promise when they're on it. They're on it. Like that first half against Miami and leagues cup, they're a scary team. And I thought they were back, but I don't know. It's t- like on one hand, I want to say the heat's going to affect us a ton. Um, but on the other hand, I feel like that's been their downfall basically since their inception, right? Like is they, they'll have hot starts to the season. Mm-hmm. And then as the, the summer heat kind of wears on and they, they just really start to ta- uh, taper off. We also train in the heat as well. So Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I really like the, the form, the run of form that we're in right now. And I think, you know, again, to go back to the beginning of the podcast, losing 2-1 at home, you know, due to complacency towards the end to the best team, like by far the best team in MLS is not necessarily a terrible uh, it's not the worst result in the world. And I, I think that the way that this team is playing, especially if you can integrate Saba into the starting lineup going into Dallas, mm-hmm. I, I think I think we end up winning that match. I think it's like a 2-0, maybe 3-0 for us. Do you think that because um, Saba came in, I think he got subbed in in the 60th minute? It was earlier he, than his first match. Do you I, think, I think he gets... That, right, do you think he gets the start? I don't... <laughs> I, I would love it but maybe you're right just because mascara has been serviceable. And when the rest of the team around him has been playing as well as they have, it's, it's not really a necessity to rush a guy, uh, rush a DP signing into the starting right. lineup like Saba. So maybe not. Um, I, I would love to see it because I would like to see a full match with him and Almada and, and Shonda Silva, obviously Yakimakis too, but like the way that those three have been playing together, have been, has been pretty impressive to me. I'd like to see a full match with him in it, but maybe you're right. I think 2 1. That's kind of how I'm feeling. But Brittany S. said she's tired of Mascara's shit. She didn't say shit, but she's tired of him. <sighs> Even after that goal, he scored. Like, you're so ungrateful, Brittany S., that he scores <laughs> you that, that absolute roofer of a goal. So ungrateful. Yeah. He called 1 800 roof roof on that goal. And. <laughs> <laughs> They filed an insurance claim for hail damage on the roof of that goal. It was hell damage. Uh, Like one of my first weeks living in South Alabama, I had somebody tell, like I was a kid, but he's like, we had a hell storm last week. I was like, what is a hell storm? (laughs) That's what mama rained down. (laughs) Yeah, when you super glued everything down. Mama used to rain down a hell storm with that belt boy. That's what, that's what happens. Brittany S can replay this pod tomorrow, but the the goal was amazing. But yes, we agree. 
Richard Gordon says three nothing Atlanta. I like yeah, it. What'd you say, Kevin? Two nothing. Uh, two one Atlanta. And Dan, you're saying one one. Yeah, I don't like it. I got one of these guys yesterday. A Yeti. Yeti. Is that a Rambler. navy blue one? Yeah. Or it's yeah, like, I've got um, that one. It's like the dark. Yeah, dark blue. Yeah. I have this. I got a thirty-six ounce one too. The tall guy. One of these. Yeah. I got one of those. The exact one. Got a Stanley Cup too. Stanley Cup. Yeah. My uh, wife and kid like have one. The Stanley Cup. I think it's easier. I think it's easier to probably get like the Stanley Cup from NHL right now Ugh. than it is to get Stanley Cups, right? <laughs> probably. Yeah. They're, the <laughs> They're not the same life. size. I don't understand. Stanley makes like chisels and screwdrivers and. Really Camping shitty, gear. really shitty power tools under the name Black and Decker, and then camping gear. Camping gear, yeah. Did you guys know that basically, like ninety percent of tools are made by like two companies, three companies? Hmm. Yeah. Same thing with food production, right? It's all yep. pretty much like Kraft and Nestle. Yeah, Stanley owns Black and Decker, who owns Porter Cable, who owns Dewalt, and there's one other one. In oh, there. Isn't that generally the same with money? Like, really, there's only two people who own all the money in the world. <laughs> well, now we're getting into conspiracy theories, which <laughs> I, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to call it night, I think. Anything else, guys? Brittany, yes. 3 2 Atlanta. Ooh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys can find us uh, between now and the next time. Should be back uh, regular for the remainder of the season. Um, and I might not us- be, but the two of you yeah. will be. Yeah. I think the burning question that still remains, Kevin, is did you get your Outlook inbox sorted out? Yeah. It's what still chaos. It will be until the day I die. Um, you can find us on Twitter or X as it is now called, I suppose, at Home Before Dark. That's before spelled being the number four. And you guys know where to find us elsewhere. Thank you for so much for tuning in, hanging out with us. Those notifications work, guys. Even if YouTube fails you, you'll get here eventually. Just ask Brittany S. Yes. Uh, so you want to know whenever we go live, be sure to like and subscribe at the bell icon to know whenever we go live each and every week. So until next time, as always, be Home Before Dark. I guess. Peace.